Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to production sound mixer for Killers of the Flower Moon, Mark Ulano. In 1998, Ulano won the Oscar for Best Sound for his work on Titanic. He was also nominated for a BAFTA and won a Cinema Audio Society Award for the film. Since then, Ulano has been nominated for three more Oscars, two more BAFTAs, and four more CAS awards. First, just, I mean, have to congratulate you on such a towering achievement um, of Killers of the Flower Moon. It is just, I mean, I, love, I I was very fortunate to see it early and I'm so glad I did. Um, it's just all of the buzz that came out of um, Can that now has sort of rippled its way through um, so many other different circles now to make its way out into the world this week is just is so thrilling. I'm excited. We're excited for a lot of reasons, but not the least of which it's, you know, um, it's it's there's such authentic heart to the genesis of the project coming together, how that how that manifested in the real human relationships in the run up and in the process and in the work, you know, I mean, um, you always you know, we're as humans, we want what we do to matter. And when you can bring the thing you love to do in 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 concert with a, a thing that needs that love as part of the create the contributing, you know, team, the orchestra, if you will, of the filmmakers, we're all filmmakers in, in our particular disciplines. Um, it's like it's why we do it, you know. It's it, and so this was. Um, an, a, a challenging and and wonderfully elegant, you know, way to live life properly while you're doing the things you do in each and every day. So I, I'm very grateful. I think it's got a life beyond, you know, as a piece. Um, Marty's vitality and Thelma's vitality and all of the other partners that we had with each other brought great, you know, 100% of their their capacity to contribute in the best way that we can. Mm. So, and I mean, good. I'm go glad ahead. it. Glad it uh, no, I, 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 I'll be thinking about it for a very long time. I mean, even just, I mean, the closing credits. I, it, you kind of just had to sit silent for about five to ten minutes, just to sort of, um, not even unload, but just prepare to move on to sort of what do you do after after seeing this, um, this film. And so I'm curious just of the subject matter, what your um, familiarity um, of of this was and or if you had any knowledge of it. Um, peripheral, you know, um, ironically, these events took place almost synchronously with the Black Wall Street tragedy 45 miles away, although unlinked actually in any of the specifics in terms of individuals or personalities but in, in many ways, echoes of each other in tandem, um, a reflection of sort of a, 
a, a horrific snapshot of the colliding cultures in that moment a hundred years ago. Um, so in that way, you know, just being, you know, being being somewhat socially aware, um, having having compassion, you know, empathy for the significance of these events and the metaphor that they create for the larger, you know, the larger issues that you know these these actual events represent. Uh, so for me, it's about, you know, the value of the thing we've done maybe the longest as humans, which is tell stories, you know, mm. and what that means. Why do we tell stories? You know, I, I think it's part, I think there's a biological component because we use it to bring adolescence into adulthood. We use it to preserve the history of our particular culture, to to express the morality of the culture in in in, in its you know progression, um, to use you know mythology um, and to teach going forward you know so storytelling is is really something that the filmmaking is the is the present day steward of you know it's not you know it's not you know thirty of us sitting around a fireplace you know you know fifty thousand years ago but it's it's not very different either. You know, we, we want to, we want to invite an audience to invest and believe in the characters, the journey they're on, um, the environment in which they have that journey. And, um, as a, as a filmmaker, which is the best compliment any of us could have in this process, we are charged with using our, uh, our instrument, if you will, you know, orchestral, I don't know if you play an instrument or not, but for me, the, the metaphor is very, very much like working, you know, I'm a musician, I was a musician before I was a filmmaker and very um, connected to that dynamic of a group of people intensely committed to their discipline, their their instrument, but coming into full blossom when they play together as an orchestra under the lead of a conductor, the director and for the score called a script, you know, all mm -hmm. of those analogies. Uh, kind of help feed the ability to take your ego and have it, but channel it to the project and not, not be about yourself, you know, be self selfish in a, in a, in a way, uh, in a selfless way. I love that. I absolutely love that's, that. That's what works best. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, me too. That's a fascinating way of looking at it. Um, I, to answer your question, uh, I played the piano poorly. Um, so I tried to make up for any sort of musical chops that I had was through um, chorale. So um, that was, so I, I understand the the bits and pieces that you're talking about of one person yeah. sort of having to make their way into, into something of a, of a larger um, community to sort of get that instrument running yeah. per se. So. That's right. Greater than self, there to contribute, not to compete. You know, that that is all sort of um, for me, really, there are obviously various examples in all different directions. You know, there's one there's not one broad stroke to describe the process. But um, I my conviction over a long period of time is that it really raises the percentages in uh, in the quality and the significance of the content. Um, when those elements come together, you know, even in the, the genesis of the idea of a project, you know, what's the idea? How does that manifest? Does it, you know, it initially becomes a, you know, a story that's on a page. And then from there, we all 
you know, dive into be in, you know, interpreters of the idea, the intent, you know, what's the director's intent? What's the story's intent? How are the, how are the actors as characters, you know, uh, uh, translating that intent? How are we as performers in conjunction behind the camera performing with the performers in front all as a whole piece of cloth? You know, the more I, for me, that's, that's my sad, you know, that's satisfaction, that's food. <laughs> You know, it's, it's not always that, that way, but you can always sort of um, separate your feeling about your own work from the particular project at hand and then serve the project at hand through the prism of how you feel about your own work. So they don't they don't become uh, amputated from each other, but you have to find where the connecting pieces are, mm. you know, and how to how to show up, mm. how to show up. And I'm curious what um, where the where you first heard about this project, um, where that sort of fell into into the timeline of this all. Um, it's a little bit convoluted because early there the, the project went through two stages of probability. It was initially pre-COVID coming together under Paramount's wing, and with some substantially different par uh, participants above the line and elsewhere. Um, and it changed. But at that stage, I was I was invited to be a possible a possibility to participate by a producer I've worked with uh, multiple times. Um, and, and that then things kind of came apart. COVID hit the, hit the world. Um, it impacted to some degree uh i don't quote me on this in specifics because i i'm 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 it's i understand this from it being related to me from other parties who were directly involved but uh it changed uh with the financial realization of what it would take to do something of this scale um altered somewhat and the writing altered which was the biggest change because it, at, at the earlier stages the focus was on like the book that it's it's generated from on the emergence of the nascent uh, early FBI and its relationship with one of its early significant cases, which this was. These are all based on true facts, true events. Uh, at a certain point, Marty and, and this is how Marty describes it. Marty and Leo came together to the realization that the the real heart and soul of the piece was the love story, you know, in relation to the, the love story in relation to the, the ambivalence of, of the Burkhardt character and love and betrayal, um, contrasted with the, you know, nobility and dignity of the Osage nation and their, their community and their response to this, you know, um, un, unprecedented assault on them as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a community. And the um, the horrific betrayal that is best manifested through the character of um, Hale, mm. who invites. It's ironic. A lot of this has sound rele relevance because of the, the the tonality of the characters is very much tied as much as it is visible to their vocal patterns, their, their, you know, I could close my eyes during takes with Leonardo and you could hear this, like this conflict and, and, you know, almost this Jekyll and Hyde thing floating back and forth. And in in it's, I couldn't describe you exactly why, but you feel, you know, it was very evident to me then. 
and then the counterpoint of, of Lily Gladstone's character is Molly's amazing dignity through the, you know, not a small part through the Osage language itself, which has a musicality of, 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 of calm and, 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 and a regal dignity to it. Um, when you hear it spoken, I don't speak Osage, but I've listened to people speak words for 50 years. That's something I do every day. And there's so much communicated, not just in the specificity of a language, but in its 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 core nature as a sound. And she was sort of, she embodied that. And in perfect, in perfect contrast to that, the Hale character, the fluency his character which bob de niro so well articulated of his character learning osage and being a, a fluent speaker in that language is the invitation to trust in the language you know if you're not a native speaker in the culture but you're learning a language those who are native and in the culture will more and more come to have an impulse for trust through their experience of the fluency of your language just is I, I experienced that in Italy. You know, the more I learn Italian, the, the the better the better situated you are at a social level with your 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 new friends and and community. And so the Hale character uses language, the Osage language, as a, as a tool for deception. And when he's the primary link to the to the Osage to the white community in a benevolent posture, when in fact he's uh, he's the you know the author of the conspiracy. To betray, destroy them. You know, it's a it's a genocide based on greed. Uh, so there's all this stuff, and they all are through this emotional connection of sound, language, character expression through those tools. Um, certainly, in in synchronization with everything else that's going on in terms of the visual approach, um, the emotion of the actual events. So many supporting roles and participants both in front and behind the camera were our descendants and familial have familiar relations to the people who were you know uh, destroyed and 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 uh you know uh, tragically you know murdered in this in, in this story so mm -hmm. that that vibe is there on a set you know you see it it's a movie when we do it it's live theater and when it's live theater with people who actually have familial connection it's really hard to convey that but the film does i think conveys the core issues the elements in ways that you know are irresistible ultimately so mm -hmm. and i think the tone out you know it's also a very unusual structures plot wise in that you know there is an underlying three-act form but in, in a lot of ways it's also kind of a bolero you know where it's this 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 gradual but irresistible a crescendo you know, rising, rising. And I think it's it's why the, the three hours plus disappear as you're sucked into, you know, the the linkage of this leads to this, this leads to this, this leads to this. And uh, I mean, for a man in his 80s, Marty's got more vitality than most people I run into in their 20s, I got to tell you, you know, just, and Thelma also, his, his partner in crime, if you will. 60 yeah. years they're working together. I don't know if yeah, it's just amazing. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. And for me, there's a very sort of there's a very parallel connection because I come out of New York. I'm a young film student in the same in the same moments that Marty's Mean Streets hits 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 the world. And and to us as film students in New York in a period where even being a film student was suspect in the Hollywood world was 
um, a signpost of you can, you know, there was invitation. It was it was uh, uh, a way of saying, you know, you can you can become a storyteller in this world. Doesn't matter if if you if you have clear vision and a way to articulate your your stories that will connect with others. So mm. he he made that possible for us and just demonstrating it. So so to have the full circle to come around and and, and play together was just it's the best. It's really special. Yeah. I mean, talk to me about that collaboration. And I I mean, just from, I mean, in so many instances, I mean, the sound team isn't brought on early in any projects. And I'm just curious um, what that, what that sort of early conversation was. I mean, obviously things had shifted over time, but um, I'm just curious what, what those early conversations were like with, um, with Mr. Scorsese and with um, Thelma. Well, I look at I look at the sound work for a film is basically three intensive disciplines that have to work in collaboration with each other and in sequence. And the first of that, the first stage in the design of sound for a film, and I use that word carefully because it has a lot of different meanings to different people, is in the production sound. And as the production sound is we are charged with interpreting the director's intent as it's as it's translated through the performance and characters created by the actors and by like camera, we are charged with that capture inside of that idea. And since sound is so invisible, it's not an idea well understood uh, within the industry, even side by side on lifelong you know, collaborators on the set often really don't have a comprehension of what the production sound piece is, but it's the foundational design at the front end and the connecting tissue of characters to the audience. And it lays the bed for all that is to come later. So Marty is a, the maestro, you know, uh, Martin Scorsese is one of the great masters of storytelling in his unique signature voice. So what, is special about someone at his level is that they develop a vocabulary, but they're not repeating. This is not a re and this is not a reintroduction of another story. This is this is the focus on what this story needs and how to have manifested that. So, what does that mean for me? I'm the first. I'm the first leg in my work to a project. So the sound that happens in interaction with what we capture, our colleagues, after picture lock, it goes to the sound editing team. And then from there, it goes to the re-recording team. And how all that works together, historically, there's a lot of compartmentalizing that's happened over, you know, over many decades in Hollywood mold. But um, I'm of a stripe and I, and I think very importantly as are the, you know some of the, many of the top end people in the post connect post community the the sound editors and the re, re think of it as a holistic piece of one thing so I will reach out to who the post team is in pre-production and, and urge us to get together for lunch and go through the script line by line and you know spend 30 seconds on the the technical aspect you know frame rates and all the rest of that stuff which is essentially just 
shaking hands on on the language of communication and then focus on the story. What, what's in, on the page? What do we anticipate as possible ideas creatively, um, things that could raise questions for conversation to collaborate with other departments, production design, props, uh, wardrobe, and most importantly, the director and the actors and the editor. So that we're, we're you know, in the, in the community of the film, in the conversation that the film is in, inviting us to be a participant, a contributor in, so that when the film actually becomes one whole piece of cloth, it's it's a total stage state of invitation to the audience. We want to invite the audience to to believe, to invest in, in the characters and the journey they're on and the environment in which they have that journey. And to do it with our emotional tools, which are very unique in relation to the other visual tools. They're emotional in their own way, but we're under the radar. We're invisible. I mean, what it what we do when we when people do what we do in the music world, in the recording studio, it's it's basically a collaboration between the the creative recording producer and the artists, the performing artists, there because the producers are an artist as well. Um, about the idea of how they use the sound of the recording to connect with the audience, um, which is one of our big responsibilities. We, we need to make that connection. We do the very same thing on the set in close, intimate collaboration all day long, shot by shot with, you know, primary A-list talent. Um, but we're doing that in the same environment with 15 other disciplines going on. So we kind of have a certain invisibility in that regard. So what we do early has great impact on everything that comes later, to your point, to your question, you know, about the, the later. So I really work at, if it's possible, making that connection so we see ourselves as a team, the production team, the sound editing team, the re-recording team, and their subsets. They each have we each have our own individual specialists in those in those areas. Um so that that idea that we're on one we're on one journey together is there as early as possible, mm. and not just between the sound team, between us and other departments. You know, the production design. You know, if the sets are built in a way that are going to create uh, acoustic problems that will um, break connection between the characters and the audience, we can have simple conversations in pre-production about mitigating the things that might cause that, so that when we get there on the day. We're protecting that sacred space between the actors and the directors. Um, it, it, and so different directors and different production communities treat these issues differently. Those that include all of the creatives as early as possible once the idea is established in a project greenlit, I, my conviction have much higher percentages of success in creating a, a success, you know, creating a coherent piece of work that that fulfills the expectations of everybody involved. Whereas if you don't share the information and the information is piecemeal or, you know, it's not to put yourself in a position of things set in concrete before you even begin, but that you have a framework, a system of approach together so that when you come, all that sort of there as a foundation, then you have enough energy in, available for discovery new ideas what 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 could we know what we're expecting to try and achieve here today this shot this scene 
but something will reveal itself in that moment that is not seeable in advance because now we have actually the composition, the dynamic and timing of the frame, the entrances, exits, exits, the beats, the actors and the director have found together to best time out to perform to reveal the characters and and their 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 issues inside the story hmm. is, is this making sense to you what i'm saying no I, it, I, it I, definitely I, is um i okay. i actually i hosted a panel while i was um at the film festival and it was with a bunch of sound folks and it it's around the topic that um you're speaking about right now in terms of i mean where were they sort of brought along in the process? And I mean, that sort of integral nature of being in it from the very beginning and how important that is to the process and to making these, um, these I mean, these changes um, that can shift entire um, scenes and stories. And um, I mean, just the, the importance of it. So. Um, no, that's I, it makes complete sense to me. And I, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm glad to hear, I mean, and I would expect nothing less from a Martin Scorsese film, but uh, it, it, it's beautiful. And just to sort of hear you um, lay it out and sort of um, add all that nuance to it is just is absolutely lovely. I'm in the stage of career and life right now where I have been incredibly fortunate to have the opportunity many times over to be involved in things that are, you know, basically the creative financial authority has been about, you know, trying to do their best work, you know, and not, you know, there, there are certainly many projects that have a lot of uh, hierarchical con, con, uh, 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 components that are con conflict or, con you know, or competing elements, if you will. And um, the thing that I'm involved in now, aside from the projects that I, I, I can play on, is uh, evangelizing these ideas to students and emerging filmmakers. Um, you know, my partner, Petrushka Mirosworn and I, we do workshops. She's written two very important books in this work. That that address directly, um, you know. There's technology involved, but the soft skills really is where 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 the rubber hits the road. The dynamic, the politics. How do you interact with the with the co with the other departments creatively in terms of your work and understanding what they do and how what you do interacts with that. Where and when to engage or not engage at what point in time. You know the the soft skills. Um, there are a lot of productions that don't even have the simple, you know, insight to bring their sound team or their sound mixer on to location scouts when they're preparing for a show. The cheapest days of a film are the, the days you're not filming, because on a on a on a, you know on a tentpole or on a major project, you know, you're three four thousand dollars a minute of shooting time each day, a minute, you know. So figure what a half hour of four thousand dollars a minute costs. And, you know, you're at the upper echelon of a tenured uh, uh, Ivy League professor's annual income. So uh, <laughs> so priorities go where they go. So we we are speaking to the uh, to the emerging film community as best ways that we can about about understanding that sound is part of your creative palette and that to uh, to not be a student about in that realm as much as you are in the other pieces of filmmaking, you know, whether it's cinematography and technology or, or certainly with with you know engaging with with 
performers. Um, you're you're abbreviating or you're you know you're basically amputating a key piece of how you tell your story, and there'll be lots of pressure. How do you make your day? How do you become a filmmaker that's a practical log logician that can make make what happens happen inside the, the 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 limitations of your financial resources, your time resources, your access to all the things you need to make it all happen? Um, what part of that? So what that does happen often is we have an inadvertent autonomy a freedom of creativity each and every day, every shot um, that may or may not be directly informed by a, an overt collaboration. When it's not there, we are we have bear the responsibility of interpreting the idea and still being absolutely committed to reflecting that in the tonality of characters and how we reveal them. You know, microphones are a lot like lenses. They're not the same, but they're close in that they each, how you use a microphone is like how you use a lens, you know? Um, we could do a, a waist-up single. That's a shot in a shot scale of a waist-up single with a hundred millimeter lens, or a fifty millimeter lens, or even a twenty-five millimeter lens. Same shot scale, so waist-up single. But each one of those lenses is saying something different. They're communicating some element. You know what's the you know what's the what's the f-stop? What's the depth of field? You know what's you know what are we saying? And so I I look at how I use microphones in collaboration with my team. The same way, third person, am I a fly on the wall in terms of how I'm expressing this to the audience in terms of character reveal in this moment? Am I migrating to more internal monologue by the proximity of the microphone and it's blend with other microphones in, 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 uh, in collaboration? Um, it's like playing a musical instrument. It really is because the fluency in the tools is necessary so you are not caught up in clumsily trying to think that way through do you speak i don't know if you speak another language or not or if you've attempted to do that but i i tried spanish but it's i'm not my my memory um is not I mean, okay it's not about you i i the, the reason oh. the point i'm making is that when you an adult learns a second or third language outside of their native culture in a separate culture in a different environment um there's a moment if it's a successful journey, which can take a long time, but if there's a moment where suddenly the person is not thinking in his or her's original language and translating in their head, but actually thinking in the new language. And that's a kind of fluency. So they're they're actually speaking in that language and communicating in that language. And I think I think filmmaking or musicianship or the athletes all strive for this kind of fluency. So that their their thinking is not devoted to just interpreting in a translating kind of way, but interpreting in a fluent kind of way. So that we're, you know, we're living in the moment of the thing we're doing, and mm -hmm. expressing in the moment in fluency. The way a musician, you know, how musicians are improvisational with each other, actors are improvisational, filmmakers are improvisational because they have enough fluency underlying their skill set. They they become uh, very adept at the the mechanics of the instrument that whichever one that is for me it's sound for camera it's you know cinematography whatever um and and think beyond the limits of just the technical aspect because it's not about the technology they're hammers and nails at the end of the day it's about what's the idea and how do i use these hammers and nails i can i can build a woodshed in the backyard 
with hammers and nails, or I can build the, the Duomo in Florence, you know, for the ages as a cathedral with those same hammers and nails, basically. Um, so it's the hammers and nails are agnostic. They don't, you know, they, they don't define, they don't define the possibility of how they're used. That's, that's something up here. That's something we do as, as humans. It's the miracle of art, you know, the creativity in humans comes from that other piece where we, we are always, you know, hopefully we have curiosity. We want to discover something new. I don't know. I don't come to a show with the idea. I know how I'm going to do this. I come to the show with the idea of what can I learn about this? So I have uh, the possibility of creating or finding solutions that are ideas that really best reflect what this is. I don't do the same work when I come on to a different project with the same director or the same team. Because it's not the same thing. It's a new thing. You know, mm -hmm. what's best for this? You know, if I if I come with that predetermined thing in my head about how I'm going to do this before I've learned what really is going on, I'm limiting my possibilities of, of coming up with something new that's maybe special, that may be better, that's that's needed, that's important, you know. So mm -hmm. that's ego in a good way. That's ego serving the project. It's not... It's not about, you know, it's being, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, selfishly selfless, you know, some version of that, whatever I said. Someone once said to me recently, you know, because um, you also have to balance your life in this work because we're absolutely nuts. It's a brutal lifestyle making movies, you know, it's 100 hours a week and doesn't make any sense. And so part of you has to, uh, you know, remember to show up for your, your relationships, your kids, if you have them, your health um which is 100 showing up let's see being 100 percent so you can show up 100 <laughs> percent ah. is, is something that said to me recently i like that i like that concept it's a simple way of saying the same thing you know mm. i love that and yeah, i love this conversation this has honestly been one of the most enlightening uh 30 minutes i think i've ever had with any any person on this podcast so um i i just Oh my gosh, I just, I have to thank you um, for- Thank you. You know, you're out there trying to communicate, you know, the true, you know, the true facts about what it takes to to tell stories in this present era. I think that's, that's, that's a, that's, that's a calling. That's a serious business you're participating in. I'm glad to be able to contribute in some way. Seriously, you know, I mean, we, we hear so much, you know, we, we have this this tidal wave, this this fire hose of, of information that we're assaulted by on a on a minute to minute basis in the, in present day life. And some of it's not pretty. There's a lot of very challenging, complex, you know, events going on in life in the world and the cycle of society and and whatever. Um and to me, a lot of the antidote to that is this very thing, you know, stay focused on the positive about what can happen. You know, films tell stories that affect societies in important ways. We often sidestep the 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 value of art and storytelling and creativity as sort of secondary, you know, uh, um, it, you know, if we can afford it, if we can, if we have the time for, when in fact, they kind of are seminal to, um, to the health of societies, I believe, you know, the arts are, they have a function that are not, that are not simple. And we often can't really realize, in, you know, we have a chauvinism of the present and what we think is true, what's important. And, and only looking back, do we learn what really made a difference, you know? Um, so we, you know, I think you're doing good stuff. Keep doing it. No, <laughs> and the same that's what I meant. 
meant to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, same to you. Please continue to to tell the stories that we need to we need to hear. And um, I mean, they're they're vital and they're they're integral to our progression as humans. And um, I just I really do have to thank you, Mark. This has just been one of the most fascinating conversations I've ever had. I can honestly admit that 100 <laughs> percent. You know, I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. I'll just say thank you. That's a very, very, very warm hearted and and, and flattering, com- you know, compliment. Um, if I, you know, it's also now I have real responsibility and I hadn't planned on having, <laughs> but thank you. I, I'm, te- I'm teasing. Thank you for tuning into this episode. This podcast was hosted and produced by yours truly, Jackson Vickery. But a very special thank you to Sterling Gavinsky for the theme music and to Carly Haney for the artwork. We will see you next time.